So I've been thinking about a year-end message for us. Um, it's one of the difficulties in the, as a pastor. One of the difficult Sundays is to preach on Christmas because it's predictable what's the message. And then to think about year-end message. How do I share a message that would somehow summarize our experience as a church in the year 2019 and somehow would challenge us as we face the year 2020? So I've been thinking and I've been praying and I think the best way to end the year is to talk about no other than Jesus, okay? <laughs> I mean, that's the safest way, the safest sermon to talk about Jesus, right? I mean, he's the most amazing, awesome person. When we talk about Jesus, primarily we know him as the Son of God. We celebrated Christmas, right? God incarnate. God became man. God became human being like us. He's the Son of God. He is God Okay, the second person in the Trinity, he is Lord. He is also the Messiah. The word Messiah, Jesus, the, is also the word Christ. So Jesus Christ. Christ is not the apeliedo ni Jesus, okay? It's the title of who he is. He is Jesus, the Messiah, the anointed one. So when we think about Jesus, we think about these basic things, okay? Think about he's the Son of God. He is the Messiah. Tonight, I want to zero in on one of kind of dilikayo popular dili kay maybe familiar maybe ako ra nga thing dili kay familiar but i think in my opinion dili kay familiar nga kind of title ni Jesus that has somehow impact the way we follow him okay i'm going to show you tonight if you live during Jesus day he's just a normal guy okay if you live during Jesus day and you attend in sabbath morning the synagogue gathering and then somehow at that moment imagine with me Jesus in that morning sabbath morning it becomes your teacher because he's a rabbi, okay? Jesus, the rabbi. And rabbi is a Hebrew word meaning teacher. A rabbi would travel from town to town, okay, with his yoke. Now, yoke is a euphemism for his set of teaching. So a rabbi would go from town to town or barangay to barangay. Sa tuwa pa na, okay? And then would share his yoke. By the way, the word yoke, kung makabasa mo, Y-O-K-E in the Bible, not literal yoke. Kaman na yoke maguna ka ng naate. I think naate karabao, right? Na yoke. But sa una, ang yoke during Jesus' time as a rabbi is a synonym or a euphemism of his teaching. Because every rabbi has a, has a set of teachings. They go to synagogue and they teach. So that's what Jesus did during those times. Jesus is a young, Jewish, brilliant rabbi. And, um, in fact, if you read the Bible, 90% or sometimes people talk about Jesus in the Bible, when I talk to Jesus, 90% and 60% of those 90% people call him 60 times. People call him rabbi or teacher. And that's very important because knowing Jesus is a rabbi, is a teacher, has a lot of implications in our life, Christian, as we follow him. Because sometimes we, we think Jesus God, Son of God, which is He is. He's the Messiah. But we never pause and ponder and think that He is also a rabbi in a human way, in a human perspective. And being a rabbi, that's the focus, that's the title concentrated by the gospel writers in the New Testament. If you read the gospels, it has implications in our life and in His invitation to us as a Christian. Because the question that I want to focus for us tonight is this. What does it mean to follow Jesus as a rabbi? 
And to follow Jesus, this is very common. And sometimes it's a very cliche uh, statement. Are you a follower of Jesus? You know? Ginagamit na na sa Pilipinas. Nga question, are you a follower? Wala kaya, no? Mga Christian or anything. And it's a problem because Christian is a very anemic word. Christian, to be honest, ako nang isultin is never the title of Jesus' followers in the gospel. Wala juga. Basaha, i-challenge na mo. Basaha ang gospels. You never, never see the follower of Jesus called himself Christians. It was later on in the book of Acts and ako yung na-explain later on. So Christians is an term that to be a believer of Jesus, to be a Christian is to be a, a follower and to be a disciple. So I want to show you verses, bunch of verses tonight to show you uh, money. This is a very common thinking mindset. Because I want us to face 2020 with this fresh perspective about our King, our Lord, our Master, our Rabbi, Jesus. Okay? Ganahan ko. And dili kaya common sa tuwang culture today. And just because dili common sa tuwang culture, ato nang ipadayo. No, I want us to go back to the Bible and allow the Bible to change our lives. About. Okay, so Mark chapter 1. I'm gonna read a lot of verses. I hope you're bringing your Bible because it's New Year. Okay? New Year means you start reading the Bible this January. Right? Amen? Can I say amen for that? Okay? Ayaw na. Dili ko nag-tip. I hope maka-finish mo reading your Bible from January to December. If you are need about Bible reading, begin reading with the gospel. In fact, next Sunday, as we will launch our prayer campaign, I would gonna challenge you as you uh, gather together, there is a church, to read the Bible. I will not show their verses because I want you to have a Bible. Buy a Bible, a physical Bible, download a Bible app, but please, I would encourage you, buy a physical Bible. Now, since it's New Year, I have new translation, okay? I use... I used to have um, ESB for now for a change. Not forever, but for a change. Last Sunday of the month, I'm going to use Holman. Okay, Christian Standard Bible. So, nice light change, but no problem. Don't freak out. It's just light change. Nothing's changing. No doctrinal changing uh, changes. But it's just light word changes. Marriage chapter 1. And let's ask this question, what does it mean for us today to follow Jesus as our rabbi? Okay, Mark chapter 1, verses 16 to 20. Okay? Are you there? Okay, don't be guilty kung wala mo kadalag Bible next Sunday, okay? Praying, okay? Mark chapter 1, verse uh, 16. As he was passing along by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, Simon's brother. They were casting a net into the sea. Since they were fishermen. Follow me, Jesus told them. And I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. Going on a little farther. He saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in their boat mending their nets. Immediately he called them and, their, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men. And it's the word. Followed him. So Jesus invite these two brothers to follow him. They left their father to follow Jesus. Mark chapter 2, next page. Mark chapter 2, jump, verses 13 to 14. This is the call of Matthew or Levi. Verse 17 in chapter 2 in Mark. Then Jesus went out again beside the sea. The whole crowd 
was coming to him and he taught them. Then moving on, he saw Levi, the son of Alpheus, sitting at the tax office and he said to him, what's the word? Follow me. So he got up and followed him. Now one, um, two more. Mark chapter 3, verses 13 to 19. Mark chapter 3, verses 13 to 19. The calling of the 12 apostles. 13. Then he went up on the mountain and summoned those he wanted and they came to him. He also appointed 12, he also named them apostles, to be with him. What's the word? To be with him and then to send them out to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. He appointed the 12. To Simon, he gave the name Peter. To James, the son of Zebedee. And to his brother John, he gave the name... That is the sons of... Thunder, I don't know how to pronounce that. Andrew, Philip, and Bartholomew, Matthew, and Thomas, James, the son of Alpheus, and Thaddeus, Simon, the Zealot, Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. Dagan kag mga choices ng name kung gap libo kag pangalan si mong mga anak. Ayora tong last ng name, okay? Mark chapter 8, let's jump. Mark chapter 8, verses 34 to 37. Mark chapter 8, 34 to 37. This is very famous invitation. Words by Jesus. Verse 34 in Mark chapter 8. Summoning the crowd along with his disciples, he said to them, If anyone wants to be my follower, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life because of me and the gospel will save it. For what does it benefit a man to gain the whole world yet lose his life? What can a man give in exchange for his life? Let's just read it. Let's just stop right there. Now, did you see a pattern from the verses, the passages? Kabalo mo is a pattern? Unse way of speaking to Jesus, aning ang mga tao? Unse way of invitation to Jesus? Did Jesus say to these people, come, believe, believe about me, and you will go to heaven? There's nothing wrong with that, to be honest. But is that the primary invitation of Jesus sa mga passages nga itong gibasa? Well, the answer is obviously no. Jesus, as itong mga passages nga gibasa, uh, emphasized this invitation. Come! Don't just believe in me, but follow me. Become my disciple. Become my follower. And the word disciple in the Hebrew is the word talmidim. Okay? Tell me, it's translated in English as the word disciple. Now, problema kay na word disciple today, especially in the Davao City in the year 2020, 2019 to 2020, because maybe some of you in our background and the word who knows a lot of negative things because discipleship means policing. Kung nakadevotion na ka or kung nakabasa na ka, that's you're thinking about discipleship, and it that it is not pleasurable. It's very negative in your mind. So. I want you to surrender that contemporary mindset. Kanang thinking ninyo nga discipleship because we're gonna go back and ask. Unse thinking sa unang panahon in the time of Jesus when they hear the word disciple or follower. Okay? So surrender all the negative ideas today. Okay? And then if you translate the word Hebrew Talmudim, it wouldn't be translated follower. But the problem of follower today is like, Especially in the age of Twitter and, and Facebook and Instagram, it's like ni follow ka sa Instagram. It's like someone who subscribed to your feed, right? It, it's shallow. It's not what God intends when He uses the word follower. The problem with the word student is our 
image of a student is someone who goes to class MWF or TTH and then sit down at his teacher and download information. And that's how we think student. But the word Talmudim, disciple translated as follower student, is deeper than acquiring information. Sitting in the Bible class and just thinking and acquiring. It's more than that. It's richer than that. And I want you to notice because sometimes misclaiming some contemporary mga Christians today, I think the best English word that would capture Talmudim, because listen kay pag-translate, there's no one equivalent word when you translate one language to other language, right? But I think one of the best words in English that would capture the word Talmudim is the word apprentice. Okay? Apprentice. You know why? Because if you think about apprentice, like mga professions like uh, nurse, uh, electrician, engineer, when Minka, I'm on apprenticeship. He's not just sitting down, downloading knowledge, right? An apprentice is someone who is learning, of course, downloading the knowledge, but at the same time, living it out, practicing it out practically in his life. And that's the point of discipleship in the Bible. It's not just sitting, thinking, receiving, but living it out, embodying it, and let it become your lifestyle. So, discipleship is Jesus' invitation to us. Not just to know, not just to believe, but to live a different way of life. A new way to be human. A new way that is opposite to the way people usually live today. This is Jesus' invitation. This is what it means uh, to be a disciple, to be a follower of Jesus. Now, let me give you a little backstory para mo proceed thinking about discipleship, okay? Discipleship isn't si Jesus dili ang nakauna ani. Okay? Discipleship is not invented by Jesus first. Dili siya nakauna nor dili siya ang last nagamit og term or nagamit sa system, if you call it system of discipleship or strategy of the discipleship. In 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 the, in the time before Jesus, there is a rabbi called Rabbi Hillel. Okay? I don't know muna ang pronunciation niya, but Hillel man Hillel, okay? Years before Jesus, he has actually 70 disciples. And there's another rabbi after Jesus named Rabbi Akiva. He only has five disciples, but he would have thousands of men and women who would follow him. So discipleship, in short, did not start even in Israel. If you study history, dili ang mga Jew ang nakauna aning thinking about discipleship. So dili si Jesus nakauna, dili mga Jew Even if you go back to the Greek uh, during times of Socrates and Plato. And Plato, for example, was a disciple of Latito. I'm just kidding, okay? Plato is a disciple of Socrates, later on the Mediterranean world, okay? So, in short, discipleship in the first century is very part and parcel of their life. I mean, for them, it's not optional, it's not unique, it's just, it's just the way the they do. It's just the way they produce followers. Kumbaga. Discipleship is part and parcel of the first century today. The problem for us when thinking of discipleship, somehow it's been hijacked in our mind. And we think of discipleship, mga idea about discipleship. And um, I, I want us, and I want us, so more history lesson to know, but I want us to add another history lesson. Okay, okay. Welcome to a history channel. Historical context first so that we can understand what does it mean to be a follower of Jesus? How does Jesus, uh, how does the people in Jesus' time 
really think about this thing. Because now that God, we're living right now in 21st century, different mindset, different style of transportation, custom, way of life than the people in Jesus' time. So when we read the Bible, somehow we don't understand some of it. And so let's go back and understand that discipleship is the apex of Jewish education system. That's the way they educate themselves. In fact, what can uh, propagate of education system? The reason I college, the reason I'm university today, it's Jewish. We adopt it. It's Jewish educational system. So let me show you. It's very amazing. Okay, History Channel is very three things. I want to show you about their Jewish education. There are three levels. If you want to be educated in, in the Jewish times, in times of Jesus, there are three levels in their education. The level one is called Beth Sepur. Okay? Beth Sepur. Okay? Pararagod na manaamoy na balaan. Pagkakuman ani sa Sunday, may New Year, may kaunsa na balaan mga word. Okay? Beth Sepur. A meaning, ano, it's a Hebrew word meaning house of the book. Now, think of Beth Sepur as grade school, elementary school. If you are Jewish, during Jesus' time, you go to elementary, okay? You learn how to read, how to write, how to do math, basic things, right? And kapalo mo, lang textbook in reading and learning mathematics and learning science and in learning basic things, reading and writing. Their basic book is the Bible. This is the way they learn to read and write. They go to a rabbi, they go to a, no, not rabbi, they go to a synagogue and there's a teacher there. And one of the assignments, the first day of school if you go to school as young, cute, Jewish boy or girl, the first thing you mong buhat or ng assignment throughout is to read and memorize the first five books of the Bible. Okay? Read the first five books of the Bible. Genesis to Deuteronomy. Okay? Ing ane kapaga ang assignment. Ang say assignment, read it. Don't just read it, memorize it. Okay? So at the age 12, ka at the age 12, most Jewish boy and girl memorize, almost maybe memorize the Torah. Okay? So pag-graduate nila, graduation time nila na is age 12. If lalaki ka, you have an option. Ang option ni mo is you go to your father and say, kung dili na ka mo padayin sa mga education, bet sa peraka kotob, um, your father will invite you to replace him in his trade. So if you have, there is a fisherman, of course, imong paingnan, fisherman. If your father is a shoemaker or a carpenter, wa kailain paingnan, kaya mo training mo in trade, in practical skills, is your father. If you're a female, is same. You will be trained in business and practical things as well. That's the way they live their life. Now, but the best of the best. Okay, now mo mga cream of the crops, di ba? sa mga, mga tao, sa mga Jewish, okay? Now, my cream, look up, the best of the best of, will proceed to the next level, level two. It's not Bethsifer, it's called Bet Talmud. Or it's, I'm meaning it on Bet Talmud, the house of learning. Now, imagine with me, during Jesus' time, na isolate Murag Kubo Kubo called synagogue. In the, in the side of the synagogue is a house called Bet Talmud, or the house of learning. Okay? And it's not for women. Sorry, women. It's for men only ages 13 to 15. So, ang mo teach nila is a full-time paid teacher. Ginabayaran ng teacher ano yung time. 
And here's the assignment, okay? If an assignment of Bill Tepper is to memorize the first five books of the Bible, the second level is to memorize the whole Old Testament, okay? From Genesis to Malachi, okay? Genesis to Malachi. Imagine, okay? Imagine, ages, um, yeah, maybe 13 to 15. Yeah, 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 textbook. You read it every day and you memorize it. So, ilang buhaton ane is that you go, they gather together every day, they gather together. And imagine, these are not people, they're not living, wala sila binagsang Bible. Di pa rin sa tuwaro natin mga Bible, di ba? Kapag lang the way they learn, they learn it through the gathering of oral learning. The, the teacher will come and then they will teach it piece, this first part, first chapter, by chapter sa wana, but let's just call it, okay, chapter, anang a time, and then they will recite it, recite it by heart, and as they recite it, they murmur it individually. And then they go back again, recite it, and then they murmur it. That's why the word murmur is meditation, okay? In the Hebrew word. They murmur it, and then they recite it again, and they murmur it until it becomes part of them, the first part, and then the second part, until they memorize. That's why when you read Jesus talking with rabbis and the people, Jesus is not just, according to Deuteronomy, wala! Jesus just quote, and people will understand him because they're so familiar with the Torah and even the whole Old Testament prophets, okay? That's, that's the thing, okay? So you do it, you memorize it, and then you're done. At the age of 15, you graduate from Beth Talmud. This is, you are highly educated. If you're a Jewish boy, boy at that point and you graduate from Beth Talmud, you are highly educated at that point. Now, of course, there will be the best of the best and the best and the summa cum laude in the Beth Talmud, right? The summa cum laude will proceed to the third level of education. Ganan kasi story lesson? The summa cum laude will proceed to the level three is like graduate school, okay? Level three is what we call the Talmudim, the discipleship process, okay? Now, and, and you will become an apprentice to a rabbi. A rabbi, if you, now, I just want to use the word lucky. I don't believe in luck, but during that time, because to be honest, rare kayo ka invite Dili ikaw mo apply mo pa enroll. Dili ka manoktok sa rabbi. Rabbi, can I become? Can I be your? Can I be part of your pupil or learner? No, the rabbi will pick you. You don't choose the rabbi. Okay, so swerte kayo ka. Now, kung matchus ka sa rabbi, you go through a very intensive interview process. If you're lucky enough, he will grill you with the Torah. He will ask questions that is so hard for you to see if you're smart enough, if you have the discipline, if you have the work ethic, if you have the drive to become a rabbi. He would ask you a lot of questions like, for example, what does Nephilim mean in Genesis chapter 6 according to Rabbi Halal or so on and so forth. So they will discuss theology eh, to measure you how good you are. So imagine kung nag-apply ka o doctoral or thesis nimo and then nakai defense, this will be in the Talbidim kind of sense. And kung madawat ka niya, kinakita ka, hmm, na potential, smart ni, na drive ni, na potential to become a rabbi, then you will proceed with him, become his apprentice. You will proceed 
the third level of education. So the question is, okay, proceed na ka, nadawat na ka. Let's say, for example, nadawat na ka, okay? What should be your priority at the Talmudin? The rabbi will tell you three things. These are your three priorities if you become a Talmudin in Jesus' day, okay? The first thing you need to do if you na-accept na ka as apprentice of a rabbi, the first thing you need to do is this. You need to be with your rabbi. You see, did you see Jesus the moment he picked up the disciples? Mark. He picked these disciples to be with him. And this is very common in Jesus' day. The rabbi, after apprentice, he will he will invite you to be with him. Now, this is not like a class. Ngayon, klase, rabbi is MWF. And next week TTH. No. This is 24-7 following with your rabbi. You sleep with your rabbi, you eat with your rabbi, you asay mong rabbi na aka. This is what it means to be with your rabbi. You sleep with him, you eat with him, um, uh, you follow him wherever. In fact, na I'm na I ancient blessing of prayer sa panahon ni Jesus about a certain disciple who follow his rabbi and a certain blessing says it like this, may you be covered in the dust of your rabbi. Okay? That's the blessing. May you be covered as you follow the dust of your... Following is not metaphor. It's literal following because the rabbi will, will go in front of you and then you follow at the footstep of your rabbi. Of course, as your... Deserto ba na? Of course, as your rabbi will come, ang dust sa likod sa mong rabbi mapunta sa imwa and for that, for that's amazing. That's a blessing because you've been following your rabbi wherever he is. That's why when you read the gospel, kapaloka ang asa si Jesus na yung mga disciple. That's what it means to be a follower, to be with Jesus wherever He is. Twenty-four-seven, not MWF, not TTH. It's twenty-four-seven connectedness with Jesus. Ikaduwat, ang second priority ni mo. If you become a Talmudim, you need to become like your rabbi. Not just to follow your rabbi wherever he is, to be connected with your rabbi. But to become like your rabbi. That's why ninyo si Jesus, say, first two brothers, Mark chapter 1, follow me and I will make you what? Fishers of men. Now, usual translation of that is like, Jesus is playing words like, if you follow me, fishermen ka, fish for people. You know? I will make you fishers of people. But actually, that's not what, what Jewish first century people meant about fishers of men. For them, Fishers of men is a metaphor of becoming a rabbi. So what Jesus is saying is this, okay? Follow me, and I will make you a great rabbi. You know, no time to give you a lot of background, but that's what it means to be a fisher of men. It means to be a rabbi, to be a teacher, to go from town to town and teach people. That's what it means to be a fisher of men. directly apply evangelism, which is okay, but to be honest, that's the first century thinking, being a rabbi. So Jesus was saying is this, if you follow me, if you are my apprentice, here's what I want you to become. I want you to become like me. Be a rabbi. Okay? I'll make you into a great teacher. The, be- the goal is to become like your teacher. The goal is to become carbon copy of what is your rabbi. So, you follow his gesture, mannerism, impact, young tone. You follow his tone, his voice, his strategy, his way of life. The way he dressed, young gestures, the way he walked his life. You follow him, you become a carbon copy of your rabbi. That's very opposite in our world today. Because our world today, our society today is, celebrate Your uniqueness. You're like a snowflake. No one is like you, right? So, don't care about everybody. Be you. 
in Jesus' time, dili nga na ilahang common mindset. Ang common mindset nila is become like your master. Whatever your master, whoever his master is, his style, his attitude, his character, emulate, embody, copy him, live with him. Make sure makapi, immerse ni may mong self sa iyong way of life. This is what it means to become like your rap. Copy his move, you know? Many reasons. Kedua, kedulo, priority ni mo, not just to be with your rabbi, to become like a rabbi, but thirdly and lastly, your goal is to do what your rabbi did. Okay? Notice sa tong ibasa mga passages, after niya gi-appoint ang mga disciples, siya ang gibuhat, is gay, gi-send them out to preach the gospel and then to give them authority to cast demons. So Jesus is not just saying, enjoy me. He's saying, come with me, be with me, because I'm gonna train you. I'm gonna give you information, I'm gonna give you teaching, but then I want you to become like me, emulate me, but then there's a goal. The goal is there's a commission. Because every rabbi in Jesus' day is, thinking. The goal is not, the goal is that you become like your master and you do what your master did. Okay? The hope is, after years of program in the Talmudim, third level, meaning Talmudim, di ba? After years, and then your rabbi will look at you and say, hmm, you're ready. And when your rabbi says you're ready, he will come to you and say, now, I commission you to go and make a bunch of Talmudims like yourself, a disciple. That's what it means. That's the process. The, the end goal is that you become a rabbi to make other Talmudims as well. So this is what their mindset during Jesus' day. Okay? History lesson over. Now let's ask this question. Okay? Sorry. Over na tadilan So let's ask this question. What does it mean for us today? Okay? What does it mean for us as a Christian living in Davao City today? It means this. That to follow Jesus is to apprentice under Jesus as our rabbi. Jesus is our rabbi. And we sit at his feet. We learn from him. Because his yoke is easy. And his burden is light. And what does it mean to be an apprentice under Jesus? It means that you order your life. It means, now listen very carefully. It means right now as a Christian. If you're a Christian, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, if you call I believe in Jesus, right now you order your life. Because this is an invitation of Jesus to you. You order your life into these three priorities. The first one is what? First goal is to be with Jesus. It's the first goal, to be with Jesus. This is the first and the most important goal. In fact, this is the foundation. In fact, kung bago pa ka sa Christianity, okay, ga-explore pa ka sa mga Christian faith, bago pa ka maybe, bago pa ka sabot yung salvation is by grace alone, through faith, exploring Christianity, I would encourage you, you begin to master this one. You begin to understand this one if you're new in the faith. In fact, you in the faith, you master. This is the, the base in the pyramid. This is the foundation of everything that you do in the Christian life. We cannot move on unless we learn what it means to be with Jesus. So maybe you ask a question, Sid. During the disciples' time, it's easy to be with Jesus because you can see Jesus, you can touch Jesus, you can feel Jesus. But how can we be with Jesus when we don't see Jesus, touch Jesus, hear Jesus? Okay? Well, 
what is amazing is that before Jesus went up, go back to the Father, he spent time with his disciples, and then he gives a command, kind of encouragement and comfort with his disciples. He's saying that even though I will go away, you will never see me anymore, but there's one I'm going to send who is just like me, Parakaleo, and his, that's the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus in the follower of Jesus. So to be with Jesus today means to be connected with the Spirit of Jesus, the Holy Spirit. This means that as disciples, as an apprentice Jesus, the first and the primary goal of apprenticeship to Jesus is learning to live in a constant state of awareness and connection to the Spirit. This is what you need. This is what it means to be with Jesus. A constant state of awareness and connection to the Spirit. This is what Jesus is implying in John chapter 15. Let's read John chapter 15 quickly, okay? Shall we? John, I want to read it quickly, so bear with me. John chapter 15, Jesus says, I'm the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, He takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, He prunes that it may bear fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you, to His disciples. And He said to them, Abide in me or remain in me. Be connected with me. Be with me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide with me. I am the vine, you are the branches. In other words, you cannot be what God calls you to be unless you learn to be connected with Jesus through His Spirit. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bear much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers and the branch are guttered, thrown away into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my Talmudim, my apprentices, my disciples. A disciple is someone who are abiding in Jesus and who continues to abide in Jesus. And how does he do that? Because later on, John chapter 16, he talks about the Holy Spirit. So to abide in Jesus means to be connected, to be aware of the presence of Jesus through the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is in you. The Bible says if you're a believer, the Spirit of God is in you. God is in you. He is in you with you. It's called parakaleo. The word parakaleo in Greek means alongside her. He is with us, in us, before us. And He's never leave us nor forsake us. But the goal for us is to be connected and to train ourselves, to train our mind. To be connected with Him. Because even though He's in us, we can ignore Him. Right? You know? Even though you live in the same house, doesn't mean you're intimate with your... If you're married. Okay, sorry, this is a marriage illustration. Okay? Married me, someone wife. There's a years... There's a, in fact, first there's someone marriage. You struggle me, someone married. Um, even though gapuyo me, tapad ming tulog, dungan me ugkaon, but our heart has been so far away. There's what we call in marriage counseling, emotional distance. You can be a Christian and the Spirit of God lives in you and yet you're disconnected. You're not aware of His influence in your life. You're not cooperating. You're not following His lead. You're not submitting to His control and influence in your life as a Christian. You can be like that. You can be like that. And I can be like that. 
So this is a reminder for us that if you are a disciple of Jesus, your number one priority as you make New Year's resolutions this year, okay? I know you're excited to make New Year's resolutions. One prayer is this, I want to be with Jesus. I want to connect with Him. Dallas Willard, okay? One of my kind of influencer in this season during December. I read his books a lot. Been praying to prepare for the year 2020, years of ministry. And he's, he's been helpful in his book. And so I, um, disclaimer daan, quotation niya about this, okay? So when I read his quotation, it's amazing. Dallas Willard says, the first and most basic thing we can and must do is to keep before to keep God before our minds. This is the fundamental secret of caring for our souls. You want to care about your inner man, your soul? Dallas Willard says, you need to train your mind to keep God before our minds. And he said, our part in thus practicing the presence of God is to direct and redirect our minds constantly to Him. Come on, direct your mind. think as you know, but then you need to redirect it. It's a constant redirection. And then in early time of our practicing, we will be challenged by our burdensome habits of dwelling on things less than God. Gracious is the word. Idolatry. Things less than God. That sometimes I don't mind is expert in dwelling on the things that are lesser than God. Cherishing things that are cannot satisfy you. Okay? And I said, but these are habits, not the law of gravity, and can be broken. If you struggle to, to center your mind and to put God in your mind, in front of your mind, it can be broken. Because these are habits. A new grace-filled habit will replace the former ones. As we take, what's the word? Intentional steps toward keeping God before us. Soon our minds will return to God as the needle of a compass. Constantly returns to the north. Returns to the north. If God is the great longing of our souls, He will become the pole star of our inward being. That's your responsibility and our responsibility to live in a constant way. In short, okay, but pasabot ni Dallas Willard. Okay, sometimes to be honest, kapila na ko nagibasa, kay medyo slow kay ko, okay? Kapila na ko nagibasa, may ko, yeah. So, in short, living in constant awareness of God all day takes practice. It, it is not automatic. Being aware of God's presence is not automatic to you and to me. My goodness. Not natural habit na to, to think about God. To put our soul, our posture before God and aware of His presence because He is speaking to us. The problem is we're not listening because of the noise that we entertain. You know? He's speaking to us. And so this is an invitation for us to practice as an apprentice to be connected with Jesus. This is why spiritual discipline, so spiritual habits are very important. It's kind of nawala na ng art or ng discipline, to be honest, because to be honest, rarely na kaya ka makadungog ng series no, of sermons about spiritual discipline, praying, solitude, fasting. In fact, kung fasting, na series of fasting, Kaya mga tao, mag-dua-dua, o matin mag-church or dili, okay? How about fasting? Let me tell you, spirit, spiritual disciplines are the tools that would help us be in tune with the voice of God and the influence of the Spirit of God in our life. When times nga, 
Kamanday ka? Bisag, bisag. Kamanday ka, kapoy kayo mong kinabuhi. And then, you, exp- you, 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 you come away for a while with the noise. And then, as you pause, a noise mong good night, two things. There's an external noise, but at the same time, there's an internal noise within you. External noise is traffic, or sa mga friends, or saba, diba? Holiday, buzz, whatever, diba? External noise. External noise, easy. Pwede ra makamado sa Hope Mountain, maado ka sa Basigasa, or maado ka sa room, whatever, dili ka, mag-plug in ka, o noise canceling headphones. You can eradicate external noise. The struggle is the internal noise. The noise of guilt. The noise not that person you need to be. The failure, the voice of there's a lot of doubt. There, and you are confronted with this chaos storm inside of you, even though everything is calm outside of you. And that's why, that's why solitude, just pursuing silence, not talking, is a spiritual discipline that would help us to be in tune with the spirit and the influence of God in our life. And I, I find it very important sa akong kinabuhin. We will talk about it. Dili na ko ma-discuss ano because we will talk about it next year. Okay? And next year is next week. Okay? So, but na. We're gonna talk about it. Because after this, after January, we will launch up a campaign. Now, mamauli na itong malakadungo ganit message. Oh, advantage na mo. Okay? Okay, nakapipare na mo. We will come together as a church. My challenge for us as we await for year 2020, as we seek God's leading in our ministry, in our lives, my prayer for us that is that we are more in tune kind of people. You know? Um, after holiday, I think you eat a lot of meat, fats, and so on and so forth. You gain a lot, right? And you know what? When you gain a lot, you need what we call detox, right? You need to detox yourself to go back to normal. Now, what I call, whatever, sometimes in holiday, things can happen. Your soul can be your inward mind can be disturbed. You're not okay because holiday can be disturbance, to be honest. There are a lot of things. Nay away, mga in-laws, whatever. Nay mga pagdili pagkasinabtanay. Or maybe na bored ka and imong gibuat, you binge watch Netflix all day long. And my goodness, how good is that for your soul, okay? And at the moment, ready ba ko to face 2020? And then, next you're disjointed. Wala kay passion sa words sa gino. When the pastor says, read your Bible this year, wala kay ka, dili ka in ni mong heart. Maybe ka, am I ready? Whatever it is. You're not in tune. You're not centered. You're noisy in the inside. My goal for us tonight is to be with Jesus. To stop and practice discipline. And next year, next Sunday, please come and don't absent, okay? Because we're gonna launch a church-wide prayer committee. We will encourage you to fast. There's a lot of fasting, not just food fast. We encourage you to have social media fast or whatever. But it's your choice. We don't push it on you. We're not legalist here. It's an invitation, just like Jesus is inviting everyone in His day. Come and follow me. So number one, to be with Jesus. Number two, to become like Jesus. Okay? One of the goals of abiding in the vine is, Naomi Jesus, you bear much fruit. And fruit can mean two things. Well, I meaning, but the one primary meaning of fruit is the characteristic of Jesus. The fruit means his character, his Christ-likeness. The classic 
word for this is sanctification. Okay? Sanctification. But the modern kind of the lingo for today, the modern times, if you're aware of that, is the, this is what we call spiritual formation. Okay? We use that. Hinahinay, direct in the church. Spiritual formation. But a meaning and I, it's just sanctification. What is spiritual formation? Okay? My friend Dallas Willard has a good definition for that. Here's a spiritual formation. Can we read it? Ready to begin? Nah, wala. The, okay. Spiritual, ready to begin. Spiritual formation in the Christian tradition is a process. Meaning, delete one time. Delete kay, oh, ina ko church one day, I think sanctified na ko. No, it's a process. It's a long, long obedience in the same road. Kumbaga, long way. A process, you commit to a process of increasingly being possessed. Now, for us, possessed means very negative. Demon possessed, okay? I love how the way he used possessed. It's positive, possessed by Jesus. Permeated by the character traits of Jesus. I like the word permeated because it's, it's like the scientific word osmosis. When osmosis, emerge and then, no? Absorb. It's like the, the sponge, you know, as you spend to be with Jesus. That's why foundational again, point number one, be with Jesus. There's an osmosis effect. And somehow you capture his characteristic. Now you become patient. Now you become forgiving. Now you become loving. Not by trying to be patient, not trying to be loving, but because you be with Jesus. And you commit to this process. So my, my prayer for us is we commit to this process. And you can see, Dallas Willard, as we walk in the easy yoke of discipleship with Jesus as our teacher or rabbi. So that's the invitation of Jesus for us to become like him. Now, whether you like it or not, or whether you're aware of it or not, we are being discipled by somebody or something. All of us in this room, whether Christian or Dilika Christian, all of us have been discipled. Or, or shall we change the term? All of us are being formed spiritually. All of us. You cannot stay, you cannot stay constant. The only constant is change. The only constant is change. You are changing. You are being formed. It's like you put a stone in the river. The next day, that stone will never be the same. And the next day. Right now, your character, your spirit, the real you in the inside, it's not the outside, the real you, who you are, are being formed by the influences every day. I'm my own man. boss. I can decide my own. No. Every day, your choices, who you are, your character is being formed by the choices, the influence, the entertainment. Everything that happens in your life forms you. And so the question is not, the question is not, are you being formed? But the question is, who are you being formed into? Because who you are today will not be the same 10 years from now. This is what we call character art. You develop into a person. I read a, a book about this, something about character formation. Everyone has a kind of a level. From a terrorist to a Bailey Graham. Okay? No, terrorist down there. Down. Terrorist to a Bailey Graham or to the Apostle Paul. You are either intentionally becoming like Jesus or you are either moving far away from Jesus and become like something else. Totally opposite of what God made you to be as a person. You can never say 
I'm constant. No, you are. You are being formed every day. Ang batasan ni mo 10 years from now is a result of your choices and experience in whom you allow yourself to be influenced today. So this, you cannot escape spiritual formation. It's neither bad nor good. You are being spiritually formed. So my challenge for us tonight as we think about being apprentice of Jesus is to allow ourselves and to align ourselves to the influence of Jesus through His Spirit, through His grace, and upon His people. Because let me tell you, this apprenticeship of Jesus is not a solo pursuit. It takes community. So it takes practice in community, partner with God in our church community for transformation happens. If you want changes in your life, kasara ka mag-church, or Easter, lubong, think ka mag-gather together with people, you, my goodness, you'll never change. Okay? Para good. Para good, my gym ka. Ika excited ka sa New Year gym membership. Okay? Like 1,000, 2,000 gym membership. Dahil mo, ato po ka sa gym kay once a month. Gatuo ka makadevelop kag muscles, ana? Gatuo ka na ajo transformation? No. And many Christians are like that. They are very, like, nakasulay man ko one month sa church. Nakasulay ko small group, sulay. Okay? O small group. Nakasulay ko whatever, higing ni pastor. One sermon cannot change your life. It takes practice in a community. In, even though you don't feel like it. Sometimes in the gym, you don't feel like going to the gym, right? That's what it means to be a Christian. Even sometimes you don't like it. You go and you ask grace. And as you practice and you commit themselves, matingala na lang ka. Okay? In the past, when I was, well, the past, when I go to the gym, okay? Matingala na lang ko, there was a time, a consistent kay ko one month. Kala ko, sige ko, weights, and matangala ko, Muscle na malagini, okay? <laughs> and I believe in Anna. I believe in Anna. I'm spiritual formations. I don't get As we commit intentionally to the Spirit of God, as we expose ourselves to the truth of God, to the Bible, there's a formation going on. And dili na trying. Dili na trying hard. Ngay push na yung self. Nga murag ang paglantaw nila mangod. Most Christians ang paglantaw nila sa Bible reading kay end na. Dili means to an end. Mayon sila nga, well, kapasan ako sa Bible check. Quiet time na ko, check. Nakado na ko, church, check. Nakado na ko, check. And for them, it's end. They think they're okay because, mana, check. No, it's a tool. It's a means to an end. Not the end themselves. Okay? So, that's the point that we are being formed and it takes practice in a community. Number three, we need to do what Jesus did. Okay? The goal is not to in, just to enjoy Jesus. Of course, be with Him, enjoy with Him, and be transformed, become a person that you want to be. You become a person that you would like to marry. You know, kind, forgiving, loving friends, at the same time, loving enemies. Because sometimes, the people you marry can be your friend one day, and then the next day, can be your enemy, right? <laughs> Praise God for Jesus. Love your neighbor and love your enemy. It's applicable na para sa tanang dimension, Okay? And uh, you need to be a person who struggle to love the people who are difficult in your life. But how can you do that? It's to be with Jesus. And allow yourselves to be formed slowly. And then thirdly, that's not just the goal to be transformed. The goal is that you join Jesus in His kingdom advancement project to the world. Because you are not the center of His mission. Okay? You are love. Okay? You are loved. God loves you. He will bless you, answer your prayer. But let me tell you, you are not the center 
of his mission. <laughs> he has purpose bigger than your life, bigger than your plans next year, bigger than your whatever plan on him next year. He has kingdom mission. And he is saying to you and me as disciples and apprentices, join me as you grow and mature. Join me in the kingdom mission. So our goal is to join Jesus' kingdom project for the world. Now, if you ask the question, so what's Jesus' kingdom advancement work project? Okay? I'm going to show you from the gospel. Summary na ni, dili ni complete, and dili ni kind of summary, raw summary from the gospel, straight from the gospel, okay? Jesus' kingdom work looks like this, preaching the gospel, preaching the good news of kingdom. We see that in the gospel, right? And then we see teaching the way, the way of Jesus to his disciples, healing the sick, casting out demons, eating and drinking with people from, from God, sinners, you know? Kitataanan ni Jesus, no? And then doing justice, you know? And then peacemaking, praying, standing up against religious and political corruption. Very holistic. It's the, it's the visible, it's the invisible kingdom of God made visible through the work of Jesus and his followers. This is what it means to do what Jesus did. Nengasi Jesus, tayama disciples, greater things than this that you do. Because I come to the Father. As the Father sent me, I send you. That's what it means to be a Christian. You be, be with Jesus, become like Jesus, exhibit his character, but at the same time, you do and join him in his kingdom work for the glory of the Father. This is what it means to be an apprentice of Jesus. Now, it doesn't mean that day one, monanimum project, okay? Day one project, preach the gospel, okay? For some of us, it's slow. For some of us, it's be with Jesus, okay? <laughs> and then oh, become like Jesus. And then we will train you to do what Jesus called us to do as well. But don't frustrate yourself. Don't be discouraged. Let's take it slow. So slow, okay? Let's be a people that help one another, pray for one another. Wala man tayo kuan, kota dere. Wala man tayo ngayon, kumaka-12 ka, nakaidainin ni Jesus, di ba? Wala man tayo na. We are a people that is allowing the Spirit of God to guide us. We are the people that says, you know what? As God enables you to do, do it. As the Spirit leads you to do, do it. Not in the expense of your soul, but as the overflow of what God is working in you. Don't do ministry at the expense of mapatay na imuang soul in the inside. Do ministry on the overflow. So this is what we are as a church. Okay? Now, last thing, and I'm gonna conclude. Last thoughts. So it's not singular. Thoughts, okay? Last thoughts. Good. Now here's the thing. Apprenticeship to Jesus. I like the word apprenticeship, okay? Apprenticeship to Jesus under the Rabbi Jesus, okay? Doesn't work if you approach it as a hobby. It's like, I like hiking, okay? Approaching it as a hobby does not work. In fact, it would not reap a, a great benefit for you, to be honest, practically. You must see apprenticeship of Jesus not just as a part of your life, but as your life. Because when Jesus says, follow me, he is not saying, please give me a time, a schedule to follow me. <laughs> Jesus is saying, all of your life, whatever you do, the point, the orientation, the focus of your life is to be my apprentice. Follow me. So it's an invitation that apprenticeship is the whole point of your life. Now, it doesn't mean that you're going to quit job, you're pastor, na lang ko. you know, whatever na lang ko. No. It means that even though you're an engineer, you're an engineer, but as an apprentice of Jesus. Even though you are a customer service representative, you are a CSR, 
but an apprentice of Jesus primarily. Even though you are a teacher, programmer, real estate agent, financial advisor, pro-life UK, okay? Uh, mom, dad, whatever your job is, whatever your title, whatever you are, wherever you are, I want you to pause and think that your primary identity and calling is to be an apprentice, a disciple of Jesus. Not an option, an invitation, okay, for you to be a disciple of Jesus. So your whole life, the moment you wake up, you're in, in fact, the, the way you, you create New Year's resolutions, plans, goals, it should be in line of your discipleship to Jesus. Dili na bat extra? Diba? Natin, tell them all. Gamat ang plano sa itong kinabuhi, no? Then may ngayon natin, Lord, muna akong plano, bless it. Okay? Do not plan. Think first that I am an apprentice of Jesus and I want to plan my life. I want to schedule my life and reorder my life according to this calling, to this apprenticeship to Jesus. To be with Him, become like Him, and do what He did through my life. So this is an invitation to you, wherever you are. So, a uh, few things and then I'm going to end, okay? few thoughts. The invitation of Jesus is to become an apprentice, not a Christian, okay? To become an apprentice, not a Christian. In fact, Christian, the word Christian is used three times in the Bible. And it's a very negative word, derogatory term from the enemies of Christians, okay? So, and the word Christian, three times in the Bible, okay? But the word disciple, tell me, Dean, follower, apprentice, is the word used in the Bible, you know what? 268 times. Means God is calling you. God, Jesus is not in the business of converting. He is in the business of making you an apprentice. And disciple. It's not a business well, Christian ko because God in good church. Because to be honest, if I ask you, an average person, if you ask na ako, what does it mean to be a Christian? Well, for them, they will answer that. Well, I'm a Christian because I grew up in a Christian family. Check. No, it's wrong. Okay? That's not a biblical definition of Christian. Means I'm a Christian because I live in a Christian nation. Philippines is a No, okay? I'm a Christian because I'm not Muslim. So Christian ko automatically because I'm not Muslim, right? There are people are like that. You know? And to be honest, Christian is very anemic, shallow word. Why not unlearn some things? You're not a Christian. Primarily, you are an apprentice of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. You are invited. You look at Him as a master. You are invited to permeate His, to kind of absorb his wisdom and character so that you become like him and you do what he did in and throughout your life. You are a disciple and apprentice. Dallas Willard, last quote, okay? Napuno nag Dallas Willard na, okay? The greatest issue facing the world today with all its heartbreaking needs. Now, think about problems, think about the news as you watch the TV. Earthquakes, super problem. Okay? But I love He's thinking. Now, think about this. I want you to think. The greatest issue, what is it? Facing the world today with all its heartbreaking needs is whether those who are identified as Christians will become disciples, students, apprentices, practitioners of Jesus Christ, steadily learning from Him how to live the life of the kingdom of the heavens into every corner of human existence. You know what Dallas Villard believed? That if we 
become a true apprentice of Jesus, allowing his influence through the Spirit to change our heart. If our heart is renovated, it will create revolution in ourselves, in our family, in our community, and around us. It would. The reason why there's a problem in the world is because the problem of the heart. And when Christ becomes the master and the Lord of our heart, it will change. And this is the cry. We will become a true apprentice of Jesus. Not just a Christian who goes to church. Not just a Christian who professes to believe something. But as someone who really sits at the feet of Jesus and says, I want to invite the way of Jesus. Number two. This is an invitation open to anybody. Okay? Because Jesus says, whoever wants to be my disciple. Now, that's very rock star, surprising, shocking in Jesus' day. Why? Because remember, a Talmudim, a rabbi, comes to a person and says, I want you to come to you. And Jesus never does that. Ah, a typical rabbi in Jesus' day says, um, be my disciple, okay? Jesus is saying, Jesus' way of doing discipleship or inviting people is like, is revolutionary because he's going to the people, to everyone, and says, anyone who would come, be my disciple, come. So it's an invitation open to everybody, no matter where you are, what's your past, what's your sin, what's your struggle, whatever you are in the spectrum of life, believing, doubting, you are invited by the master. He says, come. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. It's not another burden. Discipleship is not another burden. Oh, hard, 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 disciple, disciple. No. Jesus says, discipleship is easy. Because my burden and my yoke is easy. Because as we follow Jesus, we are not earning his favor. We have his favor. Because of what he has done on the cross. So this invitation is for you. Even though you struggle, you are being invited by the Master. Thirdly, lastly, the life Jesus offers won't just happen. The life of, the life that he described about the abundant life, the life that is truly life, the life that springs water to eternal life, the life that is filled with contentment, peace, even the world is shaking, earthquaking, even it's not doing, it's not in my expectation, well, and a meet. And in fact, Imoa posture Gyapot is gratitude, contentment, and peace. Is that life possible? Yes. But it won't just happen. It takes a life built around practice in community. Living the life that Jesus wants us to live doesn't just happen. It's like that. It takes practice. 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 And practice built around in community. Of believers. Now, community is not easy. Community is messy. Community is isn't perfect because someone in your community, as Christians, can offend you. It's messy, and Jesus knows it and assumes it's messy. But it's part of the growing process, the imperfection of the community. And Jesus calls us to practice. In fact, last night moment. In fact. This is the book ends. Can kind of the book ends of the Sermon of the Mount. The word practice, ni Jesus as he teaches the Sermon of the Mount. In fact, my challenge for us 
as we go to the year 2020 is to read and go back Sermon on the Mount because this is King, Jesus' kingdom manifesto, what it means to live and follow him as a king in the kingdom. I love the Sermon on the Mount. Do you love the Sermon on the Mount? I love it. I mean, Jesus says, do not worry because you have a heavenly father who feeds the birds. If, the, if the, your heavenly father feeds the birds, why would you worry about the future, about life, right? Do you want to live a life like that? But it, a life like that is not just achieved just like that. It takes practice to be with Jesus. And Jesus emphasized that in Matthew chapter 5, verse 19. Okay, I want to read it. Matthew chapter 5, verse 19, NIV. You ready? Wake up, apprentice. Tell me, Dean, okay? Jesus said, Therefore, anyone who sits aside one of the least commands and teaches others accordingly will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever was word, practice, obey, do it. Practice and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. That's the emphasis. In other words, the Sermon on the Mount is not nice ideals. Well, nice. Love your enemies. Do not worry. How nice. No. Jesus says, live it out. Practice it. And then he ends the Sermon of the Mount. In Matthew chapter 7, he ends this word. Repeat this. Therefore, everyone who hears the words of mine, the words in the Sermon of the Mount, puts them into practice. It's like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams arose, the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because it has its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears his words of mine and does not put them into practice is like foolish man who built his house in the sand. Rain came down, streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it filled with a great crash. Jesus' emphasis is this. Practice my words. This is my wisdom. This is my reality. This is my teaching. This is my invitation to live a life in my kingdom as a king. Practice it. And in the Christian life, it's not trying, but trusting. Palhinaya, okay? It's not about trying. It's about training. Deleted trusting, sorry. It's not about trying. It's about training. It's not about I want to be loving. I want to love my enemies. Mm, 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 mm. Grace, grace, grace. Love my enemies. No. It's about training. Give me a, give you an illustration about this. You want to be, you want to be changed? You want to be apprentice of Jesus? Here's an illustration, okay? Um, let's say, imagine with me, you are out of shape. In other words, overweight ka, okay? Tungo sa Christmas, okay? Overweight na ka. Whoa! Right? And then, I invite you tomorrow to run a marathon. How many kilometers? 50 kilometers, run a marathon. Now, overweight ka, 90 kilos, okay? Overweight ka, grabe kayo, okay? And then, I want you to run tomorrow 50 kilometers. Imagine what will happen to you. You're gonna die, okay? Tomorrow, okay? Dili ka kabot 2 kilometers, you're gonna die, okay? 50 kilometers. Now, because that's not the way you handle things. That's not the way you train things. If you want to develop to be a marathoner, you take it slow. Take it piece by piece and you train and develop stamina. So, bisag dagan pa kayo me. Whole group went. You came in, my grand naka. Okay. The whole group went in the side of the road would say to you, Go! You can do it by the power of the Spirit. You can do it. Maybe may encourage ka, makamubuan ka, o extra kilometers, but then you die. So that's not the way. It's not about trying. It's about training. Well, at first, it's Monday. You don't run 50 kilometers, okay? Monday, you run how many kilometers? 
Monday, you wake up and you're excited. Ha, New Year's resolution. Monday, you run one kilometer. Okay? Just one. One kilometer. And then Tuesday, you wake up and you run one and a half. Okay? One and a half kilometer. And Wednesday, you wake up and that's your rest day. Ah, <laughs> it's not hard, right? It's not hard. And then Tuesday, you wake up two. And then Friday, you wake up two and a half. And then Saturday, it's a Sabbath day. You rest. Now, you laugh about that, but you do it consistently every week. You do it consistently. 50 kilometers will not be impossible. You know why? Because it takes consistent practice. The continual development. Loving your enemy right now, can't do it, man. Worrying about nothing, can't do it right now. If you're not connecting daily with Jesus, if you're not allowing the Spirit to form His inner life, inner peace, inner love in you, and you're not putting some practices that would help you to be what Jesus calls you to be. Don't think, dili magana ikakaran 50 kilometers, makaingon ka, love your enemy. That's for, that takes training. That takes practice. That takes three things. Be with Jesus, become like Jesus, and do what Jesus did. But the foundation is to become like Jesus. So, last challenge and I'm gonna end is this. Next month, Jesus has shown a lifetime of practice. Okay? Because to be honest, all these things in Gikaman is Jesus, dilito makwani mo in one snap. It's a lifetime of practicing this. Lastly, okay? Next now. Join us. Okay? Can we read it? Read it again. <laughs> Join us in our one-man church-wide prayer campaign launching next Sunday. I don't know what's happening in your soul. Some of you maybe are being, or maybe I would call nice spiritual hangover of the holiday. Your soul is dull. It's not sensitive. Your heart is not longing for God. It's been distracted by a lot of things. You know what's the best way to prepare your heart for 2020? Pray with us. You don't have to fall. It's, it's an invitation. It's an invitation to say, maybe there are things you need to remove in your life. Maybe there are things you need to stop watching. And I just want to share, not to anything, I feel like I need, this December, I just kind of cut off from Facebook and social media. I never post, I never watch anything. Because sometimes, mag-watch ka no sa Facebook and then wala kang balo, two, three hours na and then puno kay mong kalag, tambok kay mong kalag. Good. Okay? And bless kay ka. I say it sarcastically. Because sometimes now, it's just, it's just vanity. Sometimes I see vanities. Sometimes I think things and dalapat din ako na think. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying, I'm just saying, this is my experience. I'm not saying, if you do it, I'm not, I'm not saying that. This is me, okay? This is me sharing my heart. Sometimes I feel my heart empty. And so, I try because somebody challenged me, digital detox ka, dili ka mag-talk about entertainment, no internet. If you open the internet, dapat purposeful ka, read. So, I read my Bible. I read my physical Bible, no longer the iPad. I read the physical book, no longer the e-book. I read everything. I just detox my brain from these things, noise and everything. You know what? I just delete, delete totally at peace, but I just feel peace. I've been looking for this in a while. 
ministry is hard, ministry is busy, but I need peace. And maybe some of you, as you think about being apprentice of Jesus, you need time to connect with Jesus, to, to hear His voice, and to prepare yourself in the year 2020 and say, Lord, I want to sit down at your feet, listen to your voice as I open your word. And that's my prayer for us tonight. As you pray for New Year's resolution, I hope it's not selfish New Year's resolution, thinking just about you, your, your own kingdom, building your own kingdom. But you think, I'm a disciple. I'm called to be in his kingdom, to join him. So my prayer is that, okay? My prayer is that together as a church, we will hinahinai, slowly practice the way of Jesus because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. It brings joy. It brings peace. This is what you truly need. This is what life should look like. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for reminding us what it means to follow you, that we are your apprentice. We are your disciple. We're not just here to just bounce around ideas, you know, talk about wonderful things, but still disconnected sa ang pagkinabuhi. Lord, enable us to apply it practically in our lives through the power of your Spirit. Enable us to practice, Lord, the things that we need to practice. Enable us to be with you. Enable us to be sensitive with your Spirit, to acknowledge you that you are our Lord, you are our Master, you are our King. Enable us to wake up every day and breathe. Just surrender ourselves to you and, and say, Lord, before we are here in this world, you have, you, you've been here. You are our God from everlasting to everlasting. Before our existence, you exist. You are eternal. And after we're gone in this world, you will continue to be. You have no beginning, you have no end, and you are inviting us to be with you. What a great privilege. You said in your word, in your presence, there's fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. We want you, God. We want to enjoy you. We want you to be, to be the cry, the satisfaction of our heart. prayers God. I see myself sometimes weary, burnout. Thank you for an invitation that your yoke is easy and your burden is light. I want to be changed. We want to be changed by you, Lord, from the inside out. Not just behavior, but really from our spirit, from the inside out. And that's our prayer. Help us as your people, as we prepare 2020 to follow you, to be a faithful disciple, an apprentice for your glory. In Jesus' name. Okay, keep us up.